Welcome to the Every Child Every Day podcast. I'm your host, Rob Arnold, Superintendent of Amherst County Public Schools. After a break for the holidays, we're back and excited to get started again. First, I'd like to wish everyone a happy new year and hope that you have a wonderful 2020. As the weather gets colder and we move into February, a group of athletes at the high school are busy preparing for the stretch run of their sports season and the postseason. Over the next two weeks, we'll give the listener a chance to get to hear about all of the winter athletic programs at Amherst County High School. Today, we'll be talking to the head coaches of the boys and girls basketball programs to find out how the season is going so far and where their respective programs are heading this year and beyond. Please join us. basketball coach Ryan Carter. Welcome Coach Carter. Thank you. So Coach Carter what we uh, normally like to do is to get some background and introduction of our guests so if you can kind of tell us a little bit about you know how where you've been over the years and your experience in coaching and and how you've gotten to to this point. Sure well I've been in uh, public education and uh, coaching for 29 years now and uh, I guess this will be my 24th year with Amherst County. And over the years, I've uh, coached uh, football. I've coached uh, basketball, boys and girls. I've coached at the middle school level. And I've I've also coached uh, softball at the high school here in Amherst. So um, uh, about 29 years of coaching at the high school, yeah. middle school level. And um, it, it's been good. How many years the head coach of the girls program? Uh, so you're asking me numbers now. So yeah, this is okay. my uh, fifth year. Fifth, okay. Yes, fifth year as head of the program at the high school. Yes. Right, great. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you're teaching health and PE, health and ninth P. grade boys at the high school. Oh, gosh. Yes. You... A lot of fun every day. <laughs> All the, before and after school. So during school and after school. So sure. Great. Yes. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about uh, your team this year. So how's it going? Uh, I, I know you have a, a pretty good record. So great. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah. Very excited. I, I thought coming into the season that um, the senior leadership would be the key and, and that has turned out to be true. Um, I do have four seniors, uh, Nisa Parrish, Holland Saunders, Dominique Irvin, and Jasmine Smith, who are great teammates, great leaders. Um, you know, they're very athletic girls. They play multiple sports. But more importantly, um, they're leaders. They're coaches on the floor for me. Uh, and and behind and with their leadership, um, We've been successful thus far. I mean, we have an an eleven and three record. Or we're seven and one in the district, um, and I think it's mainly due to the fact that I have girls that have been with me since they were in the ninth grade, and um, they know what I expect, and and they have progressed through the the last four years and understand what we're trying to accomplish. And it's gone a long way to to get us where we are right now. Yeah. So, so what are some of those expectations that you know that you've kind of put in place that 
obviously these seniors are have really bought into that and are modeling that for other players. Well, the biggest thing when I took over the program was was getting girls involved. Um, once we started getting them involved, then it's been a matter of them understanding work ethic and accountability and and putting those principles to work when they come to practice and when they come to out-of-season workouts and and just getting them to see that their opponents are doing the same thing. Uh, they're working in the off-season. They're working every day in practice. And if they've seen the successes from other teams and now I think we have picked up on what it takes to be successful um, and, and that's – again gotten us to the point we're at so we're hoping to to continue that that whole theme of work ethic accountability and doing your job so that you can make everyone around you better kind of the process yeah that's good and and just hearing those four names they're they're great students they're engaged in school and so they're they've certainly become good good faces of your program oh they make coaching a lot of fun yes when when you have great kids that are you know they're always positive and they're they're always doing the right thing and it, it makes it a lot of fun so you're on the doorstep of first place in the district and so uh this podcast will air on january 28th and so beyond that we're we're starting to go towards uh district tournaments region tournaments those kinds of things so what are, what are what are your expectations moving forward where are you, where are you, your where are your students yeah well things have, have sort of line themselves up to where um, we're playing tomorrow night against Brookville. That's our only loss in the district. So if we can come away with a victory, um, we would be tied for second. And then the first place team at the moment is EC Glass, and and we get the opportunity to play them twice um, in the next uh, couple of weeks. So we control our own destiny. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, putting the – things in place to help us be successful and executing on the floor. And I think we have a great shot at, at doing that. Uh, it's just one game at a time. So what would you consider the strength of your team right now? Uh, well, it, it has to be the um, experience from those seniors. Mm-hmm. I, I do have several juniors that contribute tremendously, uh, especially in the scoring aspect of things. Uh, but it's those seniors that are keeping them grounded and um, aware of what's going on on the court and what we're trying to accomplish. So when you blend those two together, the leadership and, and the, um, I guess, the skill set mm-hmm. from, from the juniors as well as our one sophomore, <laughs> um, right. you know, it, it's, it's made for the success we've had. And, um, you know, going back to looking down the road, um, this year they are – having a district um, tournament, and the ADs and principals decided that uh, they would take the top four teams in the district uh, and have a a tournament at the end of the season, which our goal at the beginning of this season was to be one of those top four teams, Mm -hmm. and right now we are in that category, so we hope to remain there, uh, have an impressive showing in the tournament, and then with our region having eight teams now, we're, we're guaranteed a region game. It's just a matter of where will we be seated? Do we play home, on the road, those type of things? 
Well, good. Sounds like things are going well. So uh, let's talk a little bit about beyond this year, right? So you, and I know I probably shouldn't bring this up because it's probably <laughs> coach's, coach's uh, worst nightmare, but okay. So you're going to graduate four really experienced leaders. Um, so what does it, what does it look like behind these guys? Or so what do you, what are your, what are your hopes moving forward? Well, the goal, um, ever since I took over the program, like I said earlier, was to get more girls involved. I think we've made great strides in that area. Uh, We've reached out to both middle schools. Um, They now have more girls involved. Those girls have been coming to out-of-season workouts, uh, so I've seen them progress. I'm hearing good things from the middle school coaches about their season, and the plan is for them to continue to come in the off season. I have two coaches this year I'm very excited about having, Drew Ware and L.A. Robertson. Um, they're exciting people. Uh, if you come to a practice, you know, they're, they're animated, they're loud, they're getting after it, they're, they're getting in on the drills. Uh, the girls really love having them there and what they're doing. And they're going to be a huge help this uh, summer and off season with getting these young girls in the gym and developing the skills they need to develop. And with that being said, I, I see talent at the middle school level. Um, of course, next year I have uh, four juniors and a sophomore that are returning. Uh, and then our JV team is doing really well this year. Good. And uh, there will be several girls that will be moved up to varsity next year so it seems that we are getting things in place um, to move from year to year and have the ability to be successful Um, the only area that I'm hearing any kind of negative news I guess is we're not getting a lot of uh, young ladies playing at the rec league level Um, so that's something we're gonna look at and see if we can come up with some answers and get more girls involved Um, not sure how that's going to progress, but that is something we're we're concerned about and are going to look at yeah. in the future. Yeah. So um, a lot of obviously a lot of positive energy yes. uh, in the program right now. It's just how do we get more students interested, involved, right. uh, kind of starting to build that pipeline from sure. early ages. Yes. As you know, as yes. a coach, that the more fundamentals they they show up. T- to you with the the better and the easier right. your job is. Every, yes, it is. And that's been the, I guess you can call it a struggle for the, I guess my first couple of years at the helm here. Um, we would get players in the ninth and 10th grade who did not have the basic skill sets of dribbling and passing and shooting. So you know, we had to come up with creative ways to be competitive with our defensive pressures as they were developing offensive skills. Right. Um, and, you know, that's not a way you want to continue to run a program. Yeah. And, and I think we're turning the corner and getting girls involved earlier now so that they can work on those individual skills. Well, I know that if, if you're interested in a field trip or six field trips, that uh, the elementary schools will be glad to let yes. you come and yes. present to them. I know that uh, some of our other programs started doing that last year. So right. uh, good to – and, and winning certainly helps. And gets, it does. And gets those yeah. uh, young kids interested. So. Correct. That is true. So um, – 
so we talked a little bit about you going kind of into the community and trying to get uh, the younger kids more involved. But if you could come up with a way that community slash parents could better engage in your program to help improve your program, what, what, were some, what would be some of the things that they could do that would support your program? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of things are are basic, I think, in my mind. Um, you know, if your if your daughter is interested in basketball, I mean, the easiest thing is to buy them a basketball, and you know, just having it in their hands and teaching them how to dribble and use right and left hand, those type of things. But then, of course, getting them involved in the rec league program. Um, at this point, you know, if you're middle school age, like I said, we have um, workouts and, and drill work at the high school in the summer and no charge for anything. I mean, we're, we're there and we want the girls to come. At the moment, we don't have anything for elementary age children. So we're, we're, we're still working on that aspect, whether it's through rec league or maybe at the school, if we can get more help involved in those type of things. Some but, volunteer folks. That sure. Help yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I guess, you know, at, some point soon I'm going to have to sit down and talk with people in, involved with the rec league and with some parents and, and see if we can get younger girls yeah. involved. So in at that. the middle school, you're saying they can come to the high school and do off-season program workout. What's the age on that? Is it all middle school students? Yes, we, we're, we're inviting 6th, 7th, 8th grade. Okay. Um, and um, this past off-season, I, I was getting – 10 to 12 girls from Amherst Middle, uh, and we would get a few from Manelison. Um, and I guess that convenience of, you know, riding the activity bus over after school was was helpful. Uh, and then in the summer, there were a lot of them that, that had rides, and the parents would bring them to the high school, and we normally have a two-hour workout. Um, and, and the fact that the parents were willing and wanting to bring them was a huge help. And that's, again, another area where the parents can be very helpful if, if they can make a way to, to get their daughter to the uh, yeah. high school. And so um, there will be information that goes out to like middle school? Yes, and yes. Even elementary schools, I guess. Yeah. So. I, well, I keep in contact with the middle school coaches. And um, usually as the season ends, a week or two later, I, I get information out to uh, those coaches and to – other people in the community that, that may help me get the word out. And, of course, we have our own team Facebook page. Uh, we have our own Instagram uh, page. So we're, we're doing things electronically and through social media and word of mouth and, and those type of things. So we're, we're trying to get the word out. We're trying to get more people involved. Uh, and it's, it's just a process. Um, they're right now, I think it's it's headed in the right direction, and, and we're making some positive strides. So for all the off-season training, is a sports physical still required? That is required year-round okay. now. So, so you know, now every, that the VHSO has the rule that you can practice year-round, then everyone should know that a VHSL physical is required year-round. So, And we've tried to tell the students and parents that if, if you get your physical each year after May the 1st, that it is good for 13 months. It will last okay. you through June 30th of the next gotcha. year. 
Uh, I know a lot of people have the issue of their insurance. I've always got off guard. Right, yeah. right. But but you can you know get it in early May and then you'll have it for thirteen months, okay. and uh, it helps by doing that. So this is you know we're talking about kind of building the program when we're talking about getting uh, young people involved, and I, and I think probably as most parents would like to know what type of program, what type of coaching uh, they would receive uh, from you and your staff. And so maybe the best way to ask this question is you got four uh, great young ladies that are seniors that have been with you a while, probably all five years that you've been the head coach. Uh How would they describe you or how would you want them to describe you as a coach? If, you know, if an eight-year-old girl from Amherst Elementary came up to one of them and said, what's Coach Carter like? Well, I mean, I honestly think that they would say when he's out of the um, competitive realm that he's a very nice guy. <laughs> he he jokes with be. us. He's yeah, kind, yeah. He, you know. But but they also know, and I tell them, when when the competitive switch goes on, then I'm in that mode. Um, and I'm very serious about what we're trying to accomplish. I'm very focused and, you know, if there are times where I don't feel like they are focused, then I have to get their attention. Uh, and, you know, when we practice during the season, our practices are normally a whole part type of practice. I want to show them what we're trying to accomplish, but then we want to break it down and, and go into individual aspects of how we're going to get to that uh, aspect. So. You know, I, I, the girls, I, I think, would say, um, you know, he's, a, he's an effective coach. Uh, he cares about us. And at the same time, um, he's going to make sure that we are doing the right thing, even if it means I don't want to do it at times. High <laughs> so. expectation. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So is there uh, anything that maybe we didn't talk about that you, you kind of thought maybe this would be a good good time to, to get it out there? Any, anything you want to share? Well, as I said earlier, I, I've been involved in coaching in Amherst County for 25 years now, and um, this isn't my first time at head coach, but uh, right now – with the program and where we're at and what we're doing, um, a lot of that has to do with the support I've been getting from you and the administration here. Uh, it's due a lot to some of the people I mentioned earlier, the, the, the two coaches I have, Drew in L.A., uh, the two middle school coaches. They're all on board. They're all supportive. Uh, we're on we have the same mindset. We're trying to accomplish the same thing. And I think that has been huge in us um, getting to where we're getting to, um, having everybody in the program doing the same thing. And, and Amherst County, you know, we're a, we have a unique but a very good situation. You know, we're a county that has two middle schools to draw from. Um, and if, if those two middle schools are on board with the high school and and we're all working together, then that's an advantage for us. And there are other places, you know, other counties that have two and three high schools and kids are split and moving around. And um, so we we have an advantage in that area, and we want to make sure that we're keeping that as strong as we can. 
Well, I'm I'm super excited about the direction that the program's going. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it's going to turn out this year. I hope uh, it'll go a long way. You keep playing yeah. a while. Yeah. And uh, I'm also looking forward to the years coming down the road. But um, I want to thank you, first of all, for the effort you give and the, the time you put in. I think people don't always realize how much time um, – folks put into our students and so i want to thank you for that and want to wish your best the best to to you and your your student athletes for the remainder of the year and uh thank you for joining us well i appreciate it thank you very much joining us now is the head coach of the amherst county high school boys basketball team seager jordan welcome coach jordan thank you for having me all right, Coach, what, what we normally do is we, we just kind of start off with a little bit of background about you, uh, kind of what your, what your experiences are and how you came to Amherst and basketball specifically. I got you. Uh, well, I'm originally from Hanover County, which is outside of Richmond. I uh, played basketball there at Patrick Henry High School under Vince Wilson. Uh, he was a 1,000-point scorer at VCU, so that was pretty cool, learning a little bit about basketball from him. And then I wasn't, I wasn't the greatest player on my team. Uh, I had some physical maturing to do, so I decided to take a year. Um, you went to Fork Union Military Academy. Uh, played ball there for a year under uh, Coach Fletcher Errett, a legend. Uh, just got actually nominated for uh, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. So that's pretty exciting to play under him. Um, and then from there, I went to Bridgewater College, played under uh, Bill Leatherman. And then uh, after two years, um, I went stayed at Bridgewater, but then Don Burgess was my head coach. So just learning from these different, you know, unique individuals um, about how, you know, the different types of coaching and, and philosophies and things like that, because they're all totally different, totally different guys. So that was pretty cool. And then um, graduated from Bridgewater and started applying for jobs. And uh, Mr. Gwill and, and uh, Goldie, they, they asked me if I wanted to coach girls basketball. I said, I'll do whatever I can do to get a job. Okay. Uh, so I coached, started off with the girls team and um, – we, uh, my first year, we, we beat Nelson twice and broke our 0-73 record. Oh, okay. um, so that was pretty, that was exciting. Yeah. Um, really cool time. But then uh, after two years with the girls, um, uh, Eddie Carter left the boys program. He retired. So they asked me if I wanted to take it over. And I thought this was an opportunity that doesn't, you know, open up very often. So um, I decided to uh, take over the boys program. And um, we had a rough couple of years, but we were starting to get things on the right so track. So how long has it been? Uh, shoot, this is... This is probably my – I think this is my eighth year. As the head coach. As the head coach of the okay. boys program, yes, sir. All right. And so, yeah, we were talking earlier with uh, Coach Carter, and uh, I, I don't think I realized that we were at one point 0-73. Oh, so that was a their, long time their, ago. Their current record of 11-3 and three is pretty yeah. is pretty pretty amazing uh, based on where, where we've come from. But uh, you guys are doing – great as well or mm -hmm. i think i think you probably feel like y'all were doing a, a really good job absolutely um do you want to talk a little bit about how that team's going what what's their record where they stand in the district and kind of uh, what's your assessment of of your team this year uh so currently right now we're, we're eight and four um we're we're taking care of business uh on the nights that we need to um we struggled a couple of nights against some of the bigger teams um you know, JF and things like that. So we're, we're still working on some things, but I think we're moving in a really, really positive uh, direction. Um, we're playing, we're playing pretty well. Uh, we got guys that are, that are, you know, coming to practice every day, well, willing to get better. Um, coming to workouts in the off season, you know, we had really good attendance for the most part uh, with our, with our off season workouts. Um, 
but you know, in public school, you don't get to recruit a lot of kids. Um, so or you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. <laughs> you shouldn't be recruiting. Um, so you kind of you, you, it's it's interesting. You know, some years you have you have a really good big, and so you're going to start working some offenses around that or some defenses, and you have some um, strengths and weaknesses there. But you know, with this year, with our squad this year, I think uh, we're relatively small, so we can get after it. You know, when we get a stop, we get the rebound, and we want to get out. We want to get out and go. And Coach Dawson always, you know, my assistant, he's he's always making fun of me because every time we get a rebound. Uh, I always say, uh, you know, we out, we out. So that just tells my guys, like, we just get the rebound, let's get it up and go and get it up and down the court. Right. So um, that's kind of how we're playing this year, and I think it's been pretty successful. Our guys are really good in the open court, playing to their strengths and, and doing, some, doing some pretty good yeah. things. So uh, much more aggressive offensively. Yeah, yeah. So our rule tempo. is if we, if we get a stop, if we get a stop, you know, we're out. We're, we're going up. If, if they score, then we can we come down, we run a transition play, and then if they score twice in a row, then we have a different play that we run. If they score three times in a row, then – we're calling a timeout. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so, we, yeah. yeah, we want to get stops so we can go. So um, what do you feel like uh, kind of moving towards the end of this year as you're kind of working your way towards postseason play right? Yep. in the end of the, the district season? What are some of the things you, you kind of hope to, to improve upon for your team? Well, um, to improve upon, I'd say really trying to develop an inside game. Um, we haven't done that very well in the beginning part of the season, but I think uh, we got some guys, our bigs are starting to step up. So it's not something that we're going to go to every game. We're not going to slow the ball down and start pounding the ball inside right. and, you know, trying to, you know, play bully ball down there. But it's something, though, if we can get eight, eight to ten points out of our bigs every game, then I think that's something, an added dimension that the, the other team has to prepare for. And, you know, the other night we played Heritage and, and we got that out of our out of our bigs. And, and you, yeah, I was, I was there and watching and, 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 and your guards get into the lane pretty easily or yeah, they were they were and so that that leads to a lot of opportunities for, yeah. for those guys but you're you're talking more traditional feeding from the wing and yeah yeah and it would be nice there. if you know if yeah. we could establish you know the other team they they have to respect that yeah. that part of our offense that would yeah. be that would be ideal yes, so um What's your expectations going into uh, the postseason? Where, where, what so, are you guys talking about? So it's pretty interesting. Um, this this year we're, we are doing a Seminole District tournament, but only the top four teams go. Um, so we, you know, our short term goal, you know, we, we talk about those things, and it's it, we want to make it into that that top okay. four. And right now we're sitting at the five seed. Okay. Um, so we want to take it one game at a time saying I want to take it one game at a time and then noticing that we are in the fifth seed and so we have to gotcha. we have to win some games to move up is is pretty funny. But um, you know, we, we definitely want to get in that top four and then and then make a run. And then looking at ourselves in the region standings, which have absolutely no bearing on our Seminole District tournament has right. no bearing on that. That's right. Um, you know, everybody gets into that because we're only an eight team uh region. So um I don't really know where we are standing there. I think we have a lot of games left to play and so um it looks like we're going to be traveling, but um, I think if we if we can sneak a couple of games in here, um, you know, take care of maybe split with glass or something like that, then I think we can move on and, and maybe host a game, mm -hmm. um, maybe possibly Salem, okay. which, which is what we're looking for. I think that would be best case scenario would be hosting gotcha. hosting a game in that region tournament. Well, good luck in the coming weeks. Thank um, you. Talk a little bit about a little bit beyond this year so start looking into the future and and what's your assessment of of kind of your the long-term goal here or, or how how things are setting up uh, for your program so uh, it's pretty I mean I've been here for a few years um, uh, eight years and it's like uh, 
You know, there's a lot of – everyone's ultimate goal is to win the state championship, right? So that's that's a really nice goal to have. Um, but a lot of the things that I've had happen in the past few years have been really exciting. Um, this past year I was able to uh, kind of help hire one of my former players as the Amherst Middle um, assistant uh, basketball coach. Not assistant, but he's the head basketball coach. Uh T.C. Thacker is playing over at uh, University of Lynchburg, mm-hmm. and he's player of the week in the ODAC this week. Um, I, the other night I went down and watched Lynchburg play Randolph, and I had three guys starting in right. the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things where, like, yeah, these long-term goals of winning a state championship is nice, but, you know, these the fact that I've – the amount of work that I've put in in the, in the past um, and watching these guys succeed, mm-hmm. you know, in right. college and also succeed, like, professionally as, as coaches – um, is actually really, really exciting to me. Um, and I think it kind of builds some interest from, from the county because, you know, you, see, you have articles written about basketball right. players and, and, you know, Amherst Middle is doing really well with under, under Coach Tatlock. And, you know, that's – you know, I think one of my long-term goals is to – one thing I haven't accomplished, I haven't had a Division I basketball player yet. So that would be really exciting. Um, I want to get invited to a wedding. One of my former players. Oh, okay. One of my former players. Okay. I haven't. They haven't gotten married no. yet. So, one, one getting uh, getting invited to one of those would be really exciting. Um, but that's just kind of, you know, if I can accomplish those goals, and I think ultimately, right. then well, and we talk a lot about you know, it's it's not just about winning and losing. It's about making sure that those those student athletes are prepared. Yep. When they leave us, because mm-hmm. if they're not prepared, we really have done them a disservice. So that very much in line with uh, kind of what what we as a whole county want to want to accomplish. So I appreciate you talking about that. But I am going to ask you to talk a little bit about the, the, the kids in the lower programs and and where they are and kind of what the outlook is. Yeah. So uh, so. One thing that uh, our JV team currently is has done a really good job over the past four or five years is they started an AAU program. It's the Mixers AAU program. I'm kind of giving them a little plug here um, because they're a real, they're really successful. And I think the reason why they're so successful is because um, they play all the time. They go to AAU tournaments all the time, and they're a bunch. They're mostly Amherst kids, um, and their parents have reached out to me, and I've tried to help them as much as I possibly can. Uh, as far as finding facilities and practice time yeah. and running tournaments and things like that. And um, it's, I haven't been, I, we haven't had every, we've had our disagreements, but uh, I think that, you know, the fact that they're a local organization um, and they've put in a lot of time and effort and that's what's, that's why they're so successful. Okay. Um, because they put in the time and effort and, and they work really hard and it's a lot of it's our Amherst kids and that's why they're, they're really good. And I think, you know, as their kids start moving up and, and age groups as they're JV and then they're right. moving on to varsity, I think another group can step in and, and start where they kind of where they finished off and, you know, start at the middle school level and start a, a local organization and have them go to different tournaments and, and be success, as successful as possible. And about what age is that? Um, AU typically starts around 10. Um, okay. But, um, you know, I think the best teams that we've had you've had kids that have been playing year round yeah. and basketball is their primary sport uh, or secondary sport. Um, but when it's the teams that we've have not had the most wins and losses are where basketball is kind of a, an yeah. afterthought yeah. and they're kind of doing it to stay in shape for something else. Okay. Um, so, so, so it's the local organizations and, and I referee rec, uh, little league um, and the, for, uh, the parks department so I get to watch a lot of the guys right. and things like that and that's pretty fun watching them I mean a lot of the kids on my team now I used to referee when they were in you know playing bitty ball right it's pretty fun watching them right. them grow over the past you know eight years yeah and and uh, I understand that the JV team is 
That's quite a yeah. They're solid. a good squad. Yeah. Solid. Solid is an understatement. They're yeah. doing really, really well, and and um, I'm looking forward to, to have an opportunity to coach those guys in the next few years. Yeah. So like a, a lot of what we talked about with Coach Carter and the girls program, there's a lot of positive energy mm-hmm. around the the program as a whole. Yeah. That's right. Um, so how can you know you know take advantage of the positive energy, right? And how can we, or how can our community, how can parents kind of help you? Um, improve this program? What are, what are some things that are kind of outside of kind of maybe your control even that, that parents and community can, can, can be a part of? Well, uh, one of the things that I really wanted to do a few years ago was uh, setting up more uh, like places to play. Um, so right now I think pretty much the only place in Amherst is Coolwell. Okay. Um, right. So if we could open up another gym space somewhere down there in Madison Heights, um, you know, but obviously there's some safety concerns and, and community concerns as well as whenever you're putting up basketball goals. But um, I think the more places that are that are places for kids to play would be ideal. Um, and if we can't get it done that way, then I think uh, if we could offer up our, our school facilities, um, because the biggest problem that I think most AAU problem, programs come from is, is gym space. Right. Because it's very expensive. Um, but I think if you have local Amherst kids that are, that are wanting to play and they're the only place they can find is an outdoor court at Coolwell, we can probably do something right. else. Um, you know, over the summer we can have open gyms and things like that, but maybe have a space for them to have practices if they are an AAU team right. and, and, you know, at, maybe at a reduced cost or something like that. Right. And that's even just having a place where they can have a ball. And, exactly. You know, exactly. It's got to start somewhere, and Please. you don't want it to start in the ninth grade. I do not want right. to start in the ninth grade. That's right. So, I mean, you know, I, I have open gyms quite a bit over the summer, but but if a team wants to get together and they want to have their own practices, I think we can – if we can find them space, okay. that would be great. All right. Um, so when we talk about young young players and whether they're going to get involved in the program and those kinds of things, a lot of parents probably want to know, well, so what, what kind of program are they joining? <laughs> and and programs, uh, I guess the the feel of the program and the culture of the program usually comes from the top. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to ask you maybe to describe uh, for for our listeners how 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 you work with students. You know how what's your style? Because uh, you you mentioned at the very beginning you had probably four or five great coaches that were very different. Mm-hmm. And so what did you take from all of that? Uh, well. I think at, at the high school level, what I want the kids to get most out of it is I want them to in, to have an enjoyment. I want them to enjoy playing. I want them to have a positive experience. Because uh, some of my high school kids, high school teammates, they didn't have a good experience. Or some of my Fork Union teammates, they didn't have a very good experience. But at, at the high school level, I think when you're it's it's not as high stakes as say college or or prep ball, then just having a a good time playing, having fun, and at least you know enjoying their their game. But so I like to consider myself kind of a, a players coach. Um, one of the drills that we do every day in practice, and the kids love it, uh, it's, we call it ultimate basketball. It's basically like ultimate Frisbee, but it's with a basketball. So you have three teams, um, and you only get three dribbles, and you got to make decisions very quickly. Um, and when they first start out with that drill, the kids have absolutely no idea what they're doing, and the ball is flying all over the gym. But once you get into January, and we run it in practice, we already got the team set up, everybody's getting ready to go, and um, the kids have really learned how to – adjust to this rule to the rules of the mm-hmm. game which is you know three dribbles you got to pass the ball at the court and when you make a mistake you shoot the ball and you make a mistake or you miss it or you turn it over like you can't think about it anymore mm-hmm. you've got to turn around and, and go get back and so I think what that teaches my my players is 
like if you make a mistake, you can't dwell on it. You just got to go back and, and just play basketball. Um, and then so once we get into the games and, you know, another team is pressing us, like as soon as we catch, as soon as we catch the ball, we're looking up the court, we're finding somebody. If you make a mistake, there's no hanging your head and, right. and, and lollygagging back on defense. Like the kids are, are sprinting back and they're, and they're, I think they feel comfortable making mistakes as long as they're hustling yeah. because we practice that every day in, in right. this, with this drill. We do it for 15 minutes every day. So I would like to think that I'm, I'm a player's coach. I let the guys play. Whenever they make a mistake, I'm not immediately yanking them out of the, mm-hmm. out of the game. Um, it's okay to make mistakes, but I don't accept when you make a mistake or a turnover to hang your head and, right. and walk back. That's one thing I can't really tolerate. So. Okay. So um, – is there anything that we didn't cover? I didn't ask you that uh, you'd like to plug for your your team or or this year or for well, the future. Uh, let's see. We got a uh, got a game Friday night. Um, we're at Brookville. Um, Saturday we're at Timberlake. Monday we're oh man Friday Saturday Monday that's tough. You're, you're um, dealing without cancellation. Yeah, games. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, uh, so then Monday we're we're uh, we're home against JF. So that'll be a good game. So. Um, that's about as far ahead as I can, as I can gotcha. think after this these days. But please come out and support us. Okay. Um, we love we love having a lot of fans there. You know, uh, we we brought back the cheerleaders again this year. Love having them there. Um, just really appreciate the, fam- the 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 fans and the support, especially Friday night home games. I mean, for, when we played Heritage the other night, it seemed like a pretty good crowd. Um, people were excited. You know, getting the win was very helpful right. as well. You know, to build excitement. But yeah, just keep coming out to the games, please. Yeah, and one other thing I'd like to mention is uh, in in the middle of uh, March, we're still work, trying to hammer down a date, but uh, we're going to do an iron three-on-three basketball tournament. Uh, we're going to do a high school division and an adult division as well, so trying to raise awareness for what iron and what they're trying to do, and then at the same time, uh, you know, raising some interest in basketball as well. Well, we, uh, we, we certainly wish you and, your, and your, your team the best of luck as they head out uh, the remainder of this year and want you two guys to play as as long as you possibly can. Absolutely. And we'll come out and support you. And um, also very excited about the future. I, I, I know that you, you have a lot to, to look forward to in the next few years, and I, and I appreciate everything you, you do for, for our young people. And um, at this point, uh, we've kind of come to the end of uh, part one of our winter sports podcast. Uh, next week we will talk to – the wrestling program, the indoor track program, and the swimming program. Uh, So I'd like to thank everybody for uh, listening today, and I hope everybody has a great day.